Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky, and with me as always are my good friends, Eddie Guevara, Chuck Caputo, and his amazing wife, Sherry Caputo. Everybody, what's up? Hey, hello. Hey, hello. Hello there. What's happening? What's happening out there, guys? Ah, uh, what's happening is, man, I we're going from from winter straight into summer here. Maybe <laughs> by the end of the week, it was just snowing here in Northeast Ohio uh, yesterday, which would have been Tuesday, the the nineteenth, and I think on the eighteenth we got some snow as well. And <clears throat> hey, what? It, it, I work nights, and it's it it's been frigid at at night, man. It, it's just crazy, absolutely crazy. Doesn't even feel like the uh, the end of eight, which I'm sure the same weather is over there with with you guys over in uh, in Pittsburgh and in in Jersey exactly. as well. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Today was beautiful and sunny, 55. That means I'm going to have a nice day, and probably if Joe is saying that, we're going to have the winter coming here before the night day comes. You know, probably it comes. I, I think we, I think we have one more day of snow coming. Yeah, uh, possibly this week or something, and then it's supposed to. I think Sunday jump to eighty, and then next week it's supposed to go back down into the uh, the low forties and all that. So yeah, pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So w- what's new, man? I heard you guys had a uh, an interesting day today. Oh yeah. Go ahead, sure. You can tell. Okay. <laughs> uh, Chuck and I, we always had like fascinations. Uh, we we always are interested in um, like cemeteries and graveyards. And um, in fact, we do most of our daily walks in a local cemetery. And we always find it intriguing to see um, all the different stones, wondering how they died, how their life was. Um, But long story short, we decided to do um, a video for YouTube today. And we went down to Allegheny uh, Cemetery in Lawrenceville. And that's like one of the largest and one of the oldest uh, cemeteries in Pittsburgh. It's um, really amazing. And um, yeah, I think, yeah. That, I think that cemetery was built in 1844, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'll let Chuck tell you the rest of why we were down there. Yeah, we went down there. Uh, we looked up a, a, a vaudeville magician. He was a very well-known magician who actually worked under the banner of Howard Thurston, along with Dante the Magician, back in the vaudeville days. His name is Tampa. His stage name was Tampa, but his real name was Raymond Sugden, and he passed away in 1939. And so he's there with his family. And so, uh, you know what? We always wanted to go there. I mean, I've talked about it off and on for years. So, so we just scheduled it for today. We said, let's do it Wednesday. So we went there and we filmed, a, I guess, about an eight minute video. And it is on YouTube. So if any of the listeners want to go under Sherry Caputo and we're going to give the raw footage, we're going to send it to eddie so then he could put it on the site as well and you know what so maybe you can put some graphics in there or something because we use sherry's phone it's very difficult if not impossible to uh you know to uh, change things while you're filming uh so yeah so so we had stopped there and i had demonstrated a a few of his uh, magic uh, giveaways they were all original from back in the 20s and 30s and i ended it with a pretty cool trick i actually floated i i brought a cloth with me and i it was pretty spooky. Yeah, uh, both my feet actually floated up off the ground. That's awesome. It's uh, yeah. So you know what? Check it out, man. You know, and, uh, and tell them about the other guy we saw too. 
Oh, the other yeah. guy was Don Brockett. Uh, we didn't film him. We, we went over to see him. Yeah, grave. we didn't film him. He was Chef Brockett from uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's there. Well, man, it was a rough time finding these people. You know, we knew what section they were in, but, you know, we had to keep looking and looking because it's not marked. Uh, very well, you know, with the actual uh, uh, regions where the where the tombstones are. So it took about, uh, I'd say, about maybe twenty minutes to find Tampa's. But then Don Brockett took about forty minutes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so really good exercise. Yeah, I tell you, it was a nice, it was a nice walk. <laughs> yeah, and I tell you what, it was a real not good day for it too. You guys Beautiful. went out today, right? Yes. Yeah, we went. We, yeah. Uh, we got back a few hours ago, and then we stopped and had lunch on the way home. And uh, so uh, it was uh, like a like a late lunch, I guess. Yeah, like a dinner. Lunch, <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Check out the video. You guys will, you guys will like it. Yeah, I tell you what, definitely a, a nice day for that. And I, I, it's been a little while since I've gotten out to a, um, a, a cemetery to walk or run because the the gym I used to work at a couple years ago, it was maybe about a mile from one of Youngstown's oldest cemeteries. So I would, you know, always run out there and then you know run around it or walk it a little bit and then run back to the gym yeah convenient but after that place closed it's been a little while since i've gotten out i'd really like to uh you know as the weather's starting to clear up i I know this weekend's supposed to be nice so maybe i'll I'll make an effort this weekend yeah definitely hey that's a popular they're popular places joe people are dying to get in there you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I gotta get that little fart sound. Oh yeah, put that, put that duck, that farting duck under. Yeah, that's yeah I have to get that going. <laughs> but you know what? This place is so old. Like I said, I mean, it was built in eighteen forty-four. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we found it. But uh, I, so, uh, so we were searching at one point for I can't can't remember who exactly, but the, one of the mausoleums is built into a uh, like a like a dirt mound, and it's really old. It's falling apart. So I so I foolishly went up on top of it. I figured, well, hey, I'm going to look on the roof oh, there because there's some kind of chimney on the roof there. So I stood on there and I'm thinking, man, I hope this doesn't cave in. And and the and the chimney's wide open. I mean, it's like a square chimney, about eight inches square. It goes all the way down to the mausoleum. There's no protection. It's not blocked. And you know what? So you can actually see straight into it. You know what? If I had a flashlight, I would have shined it in there. And, that's crazy. Uh, that's you know, like the one in Youngstown is that because it's on, uh, I think it's called Oak Hill Cemetery. So oh, I think built, I did hear that. Yeah. Yeah, it's built in on the hill. So a lot of the mausoleums are, you know, built in on, on the side of the hill. And I tell you what, some of them are absolutely gorgeous. And, yeah. And they so are old, too. I mean, from the 1800s, yeah. uh, like, you know, early 1800s, too. So. Yeah, I was kind of worried. I shouldn't have probably did that. You know, I'm I'm a little chunky. I'm I'm over 200 pounds, and I went up there, and I'm thinking, I hope this doesn't fall in. You know, but thank you. At least you weren't dressed up as Santa Claus trying to jump down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So thank God everything was okay. I don't think I'd do that again, though. I gotta think. I gotta think before I do things. You know. (laughs) That's pretty nuts. So, so where was that at? That was in uh, in Allegheny. You said. Oh. Allegheny Cemetery in Lawrenceville, Pennsylvania, which is about okay. 40 minutes from our house. It's like right next to it's very close to Children's Hospital, you know, mm-hmm. which is like one of the best hospitals in the world where they treat for young. Children, yeah, yeah, for children. I think they have yeah. one here, maybe one in Philadelphia yeah. and maybe one or two other ones. But it's a it's a really cool area down there. They regentrified everything. It's really cool. Okay. Uh, not far from there. There's a club. I did a little stand up. Uh, night they they had like a they had like like an amateur night down there and a friend of mine it was his is, yeah. well this is a whole other story but this <laughs> this guy you know he's very introverted and he's kind of miserable and his <laughs> his goal is to go he always wanted to do stand up night 
you know, oh, like, boy. you know, like at a comedy club. Comedy club. Yeah, yeah. So about two years ago, he said, why don't you look around and try and book us on an amateur? So I looked. Yeah. So Sherry, yeah. So Sherry booked the night and then, and then he calls, what, about a week before? Yes. And I already had my friends told them about it, that Chuck was going to perform and uh, his friend, I won't mention his name, <laughs> yeah. was supposed to do his, uh, his dream of uh, stand-up comedy. Well, he calls you a week before and decides, I can't do it, man. I just can't do it. <laughs> uh, something was going on with his family. He made up all these excuses. So Chuck was thinking, oh, wow, maybe I should just cancel it. Well, my girlfriends, they're texting me. What time is that comedy club? Where's it on? You know, it's down in Lawrenceville. Yeah, how did they remember that? I don't, I don't know. And he goes, well, I guess I'm, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't uh, my dream to go in front of an audience. I do it all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah. boy, I tell you what, uh, Joe and Eddie, I'm well. I'm 58 now. I was by 56, maybe 55. I was. Oh my goodness! Most people performing on there were, were in their 20s. Oh, they were young. Yeah. Oh, it was ridiculous. It was. Uh, it was different, all right. Yeah, you were like the old man. There. I was like the old man. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't comic comedy. It wasn't per se like a like just stand up, just yeah. stand up comedy yeah. like they were doing. Yeah. Which a lot of them stunk. Yeah. <laughs> my my opinion. I think you filmed it too. It's on. YouTube. I did. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. So yeah. you want to see it? It's it's only about six minutes long. It's pretty funny. But... I just uh, filmed Chuck's. That's, all. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one that really counts. That's yeah. all. Yeah. So like, okay. if you ever want to do stand up, Joe, there's lots of lots of clubs that have the amateur nights where you can go like on a Tuesday or Thursday night. And you can uh, do your spiel. And I, I tell you what, I, I, I've all I've I've spoken in front of crowds for for years on, on different mm-hmm. things, you know, teaching stuff and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, doing different events. Especially when I I uh, released my book on Camel, I did a few. Um, yeah. I used to call them like um, oh I can't remember what that was so long ago, but it was like um, you would go in for lunch and then they would have like different speakers every week give like a 45 minute hour presentation right and people would you know come from you know local businesses they'd bring their food in and they you know bag lunch mm-hmm. and they'd eat and listen to the the historical presentations i did that i i have no problem speaking in front of people yeah. but I, comedy I, I don't know if i could do comedy because it's not my it's not your thing it's yeah a... it's just not my thing now if, if you want me to go up there and, and talk about you know history or something or movies It'd be no problem you know, yeah, I feel more comfortable with that or even, you know, for work over the years, I've taught a lot in front of yeah, absolutely. You know, various people, departments and everything. And yeah. Hey, hey, know. I know people, Joe, that will have to drink before they go on stage. If I did oh, that, sure, if yeah. I did that for these 37 years, 38 years I've been doing this, I'd need a new liver by now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I could definitely imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. So, hey, switching it over to Eddie, man. What's new with you? How's the uh, is the move complete yet? No, unfortunately, I'm actually doing this podcast today from from the car due to the fact that um, yeah. I'm loading stuff in the car. <laughs> Got to rent another truck tomorrow, oh, and man. I can get most of the stuff out of here. So it's getting a little like to the last minute. So you're packing uh, and uh, and podcasting at the same well, time. Technically, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm packing, and so right now I'm podcasting, and then I go and finish packing, and then I'll finish tonight. Who knows whatever time, but um. I'll tell you one thing. The one thing when you guys are talking about cemeteries that, and I was thinking when, uh, when Chuck said he wished he had a flashlight to put down the chimney there. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what you would do if somebody was looking back at you. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's He's true. Like, hey, leave me alone down here. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> no, but the, the thing is that uh, 
there's an old monastery in my place. It was used to be when I was back in grammar school. I went to a, uh, I mean, a Catholic school, obviously. And it was called St. Michael's Monastery. Later on, I think they sold it because it, it cost close to a hundred to maybe five hundred thousand dollars a year to warm. The thing wow. is, like from the early eighteen hundreds when they built it, oh yeah, and it looked like one of those cathedrals from uh, England or something, you know. And well, anyway, they had, had a cemetery in the back. That's how old this uh, monastery is, right? And the cemetery, they decided, I guess, to sell the land, and they just kept the building because of its age and stuff. Next door, they did like housing. Well, the thing is, when they sold the land, they wanted to remove all the bodies that were there. And I guess they were so old that apparently none of the dead bodies um, were there. Isn't it? The oh, they, just, they just couldn't get retrieve anything. So I, I, I would. Um, yeah. This is probably like a 200 year old cemetery, 150, whatever. Wow. I was wondering what would happen. If you were to, uh, you know, unearth one of those uh, type of talking about and stuff like that, I wonder if there would even be coffins in, in inside those uh, those cemeteries, yeah. you know? Because yeah, I guess you know after what? a while, they, it did yeah, that's you know? yeah, that's a good point, Eddie. Because yeah. I think that they just started to use the vaults with the cement enclosures probably in the last. 60 years or so, yeah. you know, uh, prior to that, they just put the coffins right in the ground. So everything is going to be deteriorated completely. And when right. Which, which all, well, well, you know, it's an, me also wondered that this is always a question I asked myself. Okay. So they didn't even find bones or nothing inside the cemetery. It's about 200 years old. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm just wondering how in the world is it that you see those bones in Egypt and stuff that go back thousands of years. Sure. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I they think that, right? yeah, they mummified them, I guess, uh -huh. and they put them in the sarcophagus. And I put, I guess they well, put them in. Yes and no, because remember, that a lot of times they find uh, bones, uh, you know, they unearth them, whatever. Mm -hmm. and like the, what do you call it? The uh, archaeologists. South, South yeah. America. Mm -hmm. where, where the Aztecs and stuff. You know how they found all the bones in there? there? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, that is, that is true. No, yeah, that's but I was gonna say I I found it weird uh, that they uh when they went there they didn't find any bodies in this old cemetery. You know, it was kind of really weird about that. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Joe? What I, what do you think happened to those bones? <laughs> Joe stole them. Maybe somebody stole them and made some uh, some stew with them. <laughs> yeah, like a witch doctor. But I don't know. I yeah, don't witch know. doctor. <laughs> you know, you know, speaking of you know bones and all that is we have a, a cemetery in our city here and it's an old um Methodist cemetery that began in um if I'm not mistaken the late eighteen hundreds. Well if you look it's just a small cemetery, maybe you know, sixty yards by sixty yards, something like that, and it's built up on a little hill. But in front in the, the front part of the cemetery where it's flat, there's a there's a, a, a hump and the hump is maybe about, oh, I would say 15 feet wide and it's maybe about 30 feet long. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been able to find any information to confirm this, but the, you know, from word of mouth is that sometime during the early 1900s that there was a, a flu that spread throughout the area and many people were killed and that underneath that hump is where is like a mass grave where they wow. just oh my that's cool. bodies and i haven't been able to confirm any of that yet because i i don't even have a um i mean you're kind of like you know 
throwing darts in the dark because I don't have a year. I don't have yeah. any other information than that. And it's kind of word of mouth. And the church that used to run the cemetery, the, the Methodist church, they closed down about, um, well, about 50 years ago or so. So I have all the documents. That's interesting. From, wow. from the church about that cemetery. And I, I've gone through them at nauseum and there's nothing in it about, you know, that hump in the front, but it's very, it's not a, um, it's not a natural hump. You could tell that it was, um, you know, it's definitely man-made, but Maybe, yeah. it, wow. it could be, a, it could be a number of things. There could be, you know, a water pipe or sewage pipe running under there and, you know, it was redug and that's how it formed. But, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't been able to find anything out about it, but it's, it's very cool. I know the guy that, um, who turned the documents over to me, who was, caretaking the cemetery he's the one that told me it and he was doing it from the early 90s and he took it over from someone and someone else and he actually put a cross up in the front mm-hmm. that's blank and he said yeah this is for all the people that are you know buried in the mass grave and he's the one that told me about it but like i said i haven't been able to to confirm it but it's really you know spooky to think you know how many people are under there and you know wow. the, families at that time know that those people were there and you know it's you know pretty interesting i always thought you know it'd be pretty cool to to excavate it and see you know you know how many bodies are there and maybe give them a a proper burial find you know what year that all this happened yeah definitely man you know what and there's all different types of coffins too like i was i was doing some research like you know back over 100 years ago there was a coffin called a fisk coffin and it was like an iron lung almost with a window and they actually poured uh some type of like a, like a alcohol mm-hmm. in there and it would actually be around the body and it keep it it would be perfectly preserved and the whole coffin would be sealed airtight so like every once in a while at these places they, they dig up when they uh, move the bodies they'll dig up a fisk coffin which is really cool oh, wow yeah so you know what, now check it out it's actually cool if you google it fisk coffins you know i was wondering too on that that mass grave if they ever put the bodies in, in coffins or were they put in, you know, bags or were they put in there with like, a, you know, maybe a lie on top of them? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I always wondered what, what, you know, how they were, if they, you know, say that they were buried, you know, mm-hmm. were they put in, you know, maybe just a plain wooden coffin. Right. Um, right. You and, know, uh, or were they just, you know, laid in there and then, you know, like a lie or something thrown on top of them. Chuck. Yeah. Chuck. Try yep. to see if you can move back from the microphone a little because it's wobbling a lot. Um, okay, I'm, I'm back here. Huh? Yeah. So we're, on Sherry, we're on Sherry's phone tonight. so. Uh, oh, that, that's, I think, why. Okay, yeah, I was wondering because it, it's coming in like muffled uh, on occasions there. Okay, um, yeah, I'm back. Okay, no, that makes sense. Um, go ahead, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just always wondering about that, what what they would have been buried in, if anything, because you, you see a lot throughout history that kind of mass graves – and some of the ones that I've seen over in Kosovo, they were just kind of, but, you know, taking an account that those were war crimes, they were just thrown in there. Mm-hmm. You know, if it is a, a mass grave due to some kind of, you know, outbreak of some sort, you know, I always wondered how would they have been buried in there? Oh, yeah. Hey, I know that uh, Mozart, you know, that, you know, when he died, if you watch the movie, what was it called? Amadeus, Amadeus yeah, yeah, he was in a mass grave, and, that, and they did exactly what you said. They they put lye over top of the bodies, and they just buried them. So I guess it would decompose uh, really quick. You know? Now, what what would you think, Sherry, being that you were in the the medical field all those years? What if if there was, you know, say math deaths because of a 
a flu or something, how would they, they bury them? Uh, that I'm not real sure. Way? Yeah, I'm not sure. And honestly, um, like I was saying, when did they start to embalm people? I don't, I'm not Do you sure. remember? I, that would be interesting to Is find 19 out. 19 something? Yeah, probably in the 30s, maybe. Yeah, so maybe the 1800s and in early, you know, those early graves. They weren't involved. Yeah. I don't know if they would deteriorate quicker or whatever. And if you do, if you do track the history of it, which is which is pretty interesting, Sherry, like you said about the embalming, people were afraid of being buried alive, so they actually put a bell on top of their grave with a yeah, you know, with a string that went down there, and that's part of my magic act around Halloween time. I said that, that you know this is a spirit bell from you know that someone that was buried. It was on top of the grave, and, and they pulled the string. Let's see if we we could get it to ring tonight, and then it would mysteriously ring. You know. So yeah, I mean, it was it was all kinds of crazy stuff, man. Hmm. You know that 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 almost you know, being that you said that about the bell on a coffin, it reminds me of this old story, and um, I, I'm sure you guys have heard it, and some people out there have heard it, but it was one of the first um, horror stories I have ever read as a kid, and it was from this little box set of books that my old man had. And I, the gist of the story, I'll try to go through it real quick. It's actually fairly short, but I'll just, I'll kind of run through it. So, and I know that this, I, I've actually read this story several times in, you know, a lot of it, there's a lot of differences in them, I, I guess, you know, over the years, because it, it is like an urban legend type story. So what it was is that there was, you know, three boys and they're walking by a, a graveyard and, they were all trying to dare each other to to uh, go into the graveyard. Now, the, the sun's going down, so it's getting a lot more spooky for them. Yeah. And, you know, they're all trying to egg each other. I dare you to, you know, go in the graveyard. I dare you to go in the graveyard. And they're like, oh, I'm not scared, you know. But, you know, I don't want to go in there. And, you know, like, you know, young boys, you know, young <laughs> boys do. They're egging each other on. So the one boy, he pulls out a switchblade. And he says, you know, he goes, I dare you to go over to that grave there and stick the switchblade into the, the grave, into the grass. So, so they're looking at the grave and here it's a it's a newer grave. You know, it, it has the, the dirt on the, the top of it. It looks like someone has just been buried there in the last few days. So, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're pushing each other back and forth, egging each other on. Finally, the one boy, Jimmy, he says, you know what? He goes. I'm not afraid. I'll go over there and do it. So, you know, at this time, it's getting pretty dark out there. The clouds are rolling in. There's full moon. So there is a little bit of light out there. But, you know, it's it's getting kind of spooky out there. And he, Jimmy says, you know what? I'm I'm not afraid of it. I'm going to show you guys. Give me that knife. And he snatches it off his buddy Bobby. So he grabs the knife and he walks over there. And it's only about maybe 50 yards from the other boys. Uh, so he looks back over to them and he he yells at them. See, I told you, I'm not scared. I could go over here. What well, the time at this time it, it started thundering a little bit. You know, it, off in the distance there's a storm coming in, and it spooked the other two boys. So they took off running. So Jimmy said, "You know what?" He goes, "I'm going to show them. I'm going to put the knife in, in the ground here, and then I'm going to leave, and then we'll come back tomorrow, and I'm going to show them that I stuck the knife in the ground here." He goes, "Those guys, they're all cowards." He goes, "But I'm not." So he's standing there and he's looking at the dirt in the grave and he gets his knife and he sticks it in the ground as hard as he can. And he goes to move away and there's something grabbing his leg. He can't get away and he's screaming and he's yelling for his buddies and he can't get away. 
and he's screaming and yelling and he can't see what has a hold of his leg and, and, and he's just he's so petrified he, he falls over and he dies oh so the next day the the two other boys they uh they haven't heard from their buddy yet to see what was going on so they go out to the grave and they see little jimmy laying on top of the grave <laughs> it put the knife through the bottom of his pant leg and stuck it into the ground and that's oh. that was grabbing him oh that's he, a terrible story no, the, no, no that's actually you know that's, yeah, that's a, a very story. popular yeah that, i'm sure, I'm sure everyone i'm sure everyone has heard that before but I, you know i've heard it in several different versions but that is one of the if that's not the funny. first you know scary story that i i ever heard, read and i was probably you know five or six years old when i read that Wow. I, I heard that story, but in a different, totally different. I forgot how it goes, but I heard it when in Cuba when I was young. Yeah, I oh. think I think even one of the Twilight Zones, Rod Serling had a, it was a cowboy one where I think it was Lee Marvin, if I'm not mistaken. He went to the cemetery and he jammed the knife into the grave and it caught on to his I don't know what it was, but the, and he, he he thought somebody's grabbing him and he had a heart attack. So yeah, yeah. that's a that's a popular uh, urban urban legend. Something. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I've heard that several different ones, but it's it's always one that was very uh, you always stuck in my mind because I it was this and I still have the books. There was four little books in this case, and they in this little you know bookcase, and they were um, there for young readers, you know, um, nine, mm -hmm. 10, 11, 12 year olds, you know, kind of like a, a late preteen. And they're just very simple yet fun stories. There were oh, some. Those, yeah, those are, those are great. Yeah, those are fantastic for kids. Yeah, I tell you what, you know, I'm going to, after the podcast, I'm going to take a picture of them. I'm going to put them up on the uh, the website at houseoftheunusual.com in the form under the uh, the books and more books section. Yeah. And I'm sure people out there have seen them because you could still find them from time to time on uh, eBay and they're fairly cheap. Mm -hmm. But you know, the stories, they, they still hold up and they're, they're just so much fun to, you know, even read now. You know, there's one about, you know, a monster being under the bed. Mm -hmm. um, there's another one about this witch who makes these different brews for a love potion. And, um, you know, she sees herself in the mirror and she ends up falling in love with herself. And oh, yeah. it's all these really different cool stories. And, yeah, and put, that, kind yeah, of, put that up. Or I like yeah, to see those. That'd be, yeah. That'd, that'd be cool. cool. A, a spooky undertone, but, you yeah. know, they're, they're fun stories. Definitely. Nice. Wow. That was nice. Yeah. So you know, yeah, but what, imagine making a uh, a love potion and then you just you you waste it on yourself and you fall in love with yourself. Oh, that's so beautiful for those that are lonely. <laughs> oh, you know, let me tell you something, man. Uh, you, Joe, you reminded me when I was a kid I, in in uh, school. Obviously, I think in the fourth grade or so, I ordered a thing called. Um, it was from the the ones they used to give us that we can order books from. Oh, oh, yeah. And there was a little record. Uh, it was a, a small, like a, a 45, but it played, I think, with 33 RPM. So it was like you had to play it, not at 45, but at 33. And yeah. it came, and it would call, I think, Scary Stories or something like that. And it came with a book of poetry. Like, you know, there was one I remember. It said, I don't remember. I'm not going to recite it, but it was something like, something walks along the stairs, something that is but isn't there. And it was like really cool. And wow. I've gone on to buy several of them in the last couple of years. Uh, every time they show up, they usually are pretty cheap. They're not that much, $10, $15. But, um, it, you know, I bought it when I first uh, was in, in fourth or fifth grade. Beautiful. Because those, th that's another thing. 
Now, I don't understand how this, I got to look into it, but they're selling a magazine on eBay, which is uh, a weird, is the name of the magazine, it's the first issue ever. I think some guy reproduced it because they changed it later to creepy, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's like the very first issue. And I received the facsimile. They did They did a phenomenal, I mean, this, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with magazines like uh, the famous Monsters magazine. The new ones that were published, high glossy pages, and right, and right. you know what I'm talking about, really nice, uh, heavy yep. stock paper. It's in that type of material, but it's concerning. You know, it has a couple of old stories in it, like from vampires to, uh, you know, like the creepy magazines or, or magazines like that. That type of story, and they're really, really good. Um, so I got it yesterday, and I was very impressed by it. I tell you what, you know, Eddie, you brought the, the Scholastic books. I still, if I could find them anywhere, as I buy any, you know, Scholastic, you know, book that has a horror or sci-fi theme. Those, with, those were cool. Oh, yeah. Goodness. I'm, looking, I'm actually looking at one right now. It's called Ghastly Ghostly Riddles. Um, I have from, that. <laughs> yeah, it's, I a, have classic, it's a classic one from, and this it's the first printing from 1977. Wow! It has some really cool, uh, cool jokes in here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give a few and see see if anybody out there could could figure them out. So here's the first one: What do witches eat at the beach? Huh. Which is uh, oh, a sand a sandwich. Ah, ding, ding, ding. There we go. Oh, you got it. <laughs> hey, that's all those years of doing stand-up comedy, man. <laughs> hey, uh, Joe, does, does the cover, Joe, does the cover have like two ghosts on it? It's called Ghostly Riddles or something like that? Yeah, it has a haunted house with a bunch of ghosts on it, a cat and a, a vulture. That's cute. Yeah, like I, there, there might, I think I have that. Yeah, there might be, you know, diff- there's different printings of it, so the covers might be different. But here's a, uh, here's another one. Why was there no food left after the monster's party? Why was that? Go ahead, Joe. Chuck, come on. Oh, man. I don't know. It doesn't. No food left after the monster's party. party. Uh... No food left. Why was there no food left after the monster's party? I don't know. Because everybody was a goblin. That's pretty good. Hey, I got one. I got one for you. Okay, how come the uh, how come the cannibal didn't uh, eat the eat the clown? How come the cannibal didn't eat the clown? Yeah. All right, here it goes. I don't because know. because he tasted funny. Uh... <laughs> you know, um, one of the things I'm going to tell you when you guys are saying about that is. Uh, the way that they just pictured the covers of those scholastic books is phenomenal. Oh, they're beautiful. The they're artwork beautiful. is so great because right now, Joe, like you said, I bet you that looks really, it's just a riddle book, but it has a haunted yeah. house. It has the ghost coming out of the chimney and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's, it, it's really nicely, you know, it's actually painted. There's What's one it? that's called Corbett's Magician. I think I mentioned it a couple of times and I sent Chuck uh, a picture of it and it has like a little kid reading a book and there's like a magician ghost coming out looking down at him. You see oh, that? That's cool. Oh my goodness. That is really cool. I actually bought like seven or eight copies of that because I love the cover so much. Oh, you're right. Oh man. Here's uh, here's here's one more that I'm going to put this away. What time is it when a ghost haunts your house? 
Midnight. <laughs> what time is it when a ghost haunts your house? Mm-hmm. Is now midnight? Spooky time? What the heck? Time to move to a new house. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much true. Yeah. Talking about that, by the way, you know that they have a new rule uh, concerning people buying haunted houses. Like, if, if, you're gonna, if you're gonna list a house and it's known to be haunted, you, I think you have to put it in the listing or something like that. I was hearing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and they also there's another thing I got told and and it's interesting I I got told in my job about two or three days ago by a younger this young girl that lives there, and I said man you should be on the podcast because she was taking some studies in college, and they think they've proven by looking at Egyptian hieroglyphics on the tombs and stuff how they were able to move those huge fifty thousand pound boulders and stuff. Yeah, they said that somehow they so it's actually on YouTube now and stuff where they're explaining it, where they they use the same amount of people I think that they see in the paintings, mm-hmm. and what it is is by putting water along the bottom of it or something like that, it tends to allow the stone to move. Yeah, olive oil, olive oil might be another secret too. I mean, but that, that's what I'm. I mean, I I got to look into it because I said to her, she should be on the podcast to uh, explain her uh, theories, you know. Yeah, that's good. You know, top our alley. I know Joe, uh, being the investigator that he is, he would investigate that to the bone. You know. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you're on break, you could dip your bread into the oil that's underneath the. Yeah. Hey. Ah. Yeah. 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 Gluten free gluten free pasta. Your Italian bread. Uh... Manja, manja. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. One of the things my mom used to make me eat a lot when I was a kid, and you know, believe it or not, it's pretty good. You get just regular bread. And you would put olive oil, obviously, and then she'd take a garlic and, and crush it. Oh, that's good stuff. You, yeah. you dip it in the, and it actually tastes phenomenal, you know? Oh, it's oh, good. Yeah. Except, except you got to brush your teeth after garlic. Uh, that'll yeah, yeah, but another good thing, it'll keep vampires away. If you it'll keep away. Yeah. Hey, but there's a current phenomenon, uh, which I'm sure you guys are familiar. It's called frogging. It's called P, it's spelled P H R O D. G-G-I-N-G, right? Froggy. And uh, there was a true story that just happened about a year or two ago. Remember, we saw the documentary. This this family thought the house was haunted. I mean, things were disappearing. Things were moving. They couldn't understand it. Somebody was living in their house. If you have like a like an older house, I guess, with the walls are real thick and everything. They they actually go go throughout the house and they actually live somewhere in the in the hidden compartments of your house. But it's a new it's a new trend that these kids supposedly are coming into people's houses. It's called frogging. Check that it. One was in like a, a, a spare bedroom in the attic. Yeah, there was a spare bedroom in the attic, and then he traveled through the wall somehow. And so that the, was another. Yeah. 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 So check yeah. it out. It's called frogging, and this family swore that the place was haunted mm-hmm. until the guy was busted. He was like going into the refrigerator or something. I guess he was after some garlic bread. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's crazy. What 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 people will do, man. I mean. You got people moving into houses, people trying to jump down chimneys and mausoleums. You never know. <laughs> I came, know there's a, bu- a bunch of weirdos out there. I don't I'm know. telling you, man. <laughs> no, I came across yesterday, which is so funny. In the process of moving stuff from my daughter's place, I came across a book, Joe, which I think it came as part of that CD or DVD I told you about uh, years ago, uh, Hidden Doorways and Other Things. And it shows you, it's a book, it's spiral bound. So obviously, you either the copy of the book or the book came, I don't remember, but 
I was actually going to make a copy for you, Joe, and stuff because it, it has all the possible uh, things you can do in your house to create hidden doorways. And, and who, I mean, come on, let's be honest. Who would not want a house where their very own hidden uh, basement or something where you can create your potions in a laboratory? Come on. <laughs> that would be cool. That'd be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, if my house was big enough, I would have all kinds. Oh, yeah, I would have a dungeon in there, you know, and tie, tie some skeletons in the dungeon or something, you know. Yeah, that way when the, when the wife asked me what I'm doing in the basement, I just disappear through my, my hidden door and hide in there. What basement? You just vanish like a rat. Yeah, she's like, I thought he was down here. Where'd he go? And I'm in my little little space just like oh, try not to breathe too loud <laughs> you know one yates i think that in that aura of uh, hidden doorways and stuff i think we grew up of course loving that stuff but i think most of that stuff comes from either the three stooges or or uh or Abbott and costello yeah you know how they always had the hidden doorways and dracula's castle oh yeah presses the thing and then the books turn around and yeah i mean that's into the other room yep yeah. That's fantastic. I love stuff like that. You know? Yeah, Joe actually Joe actually found that one recently. Yes. The, the, scotched or uh, scotched in Scotland. Yeah, it was awesome, Joe. Yeah. Brought back memories when yeah, I was Yeah, Joe, Joe with his MUFON investigative skills. I love to watch he, it. He found yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, I, I, what I, I love watch, watching all these old old uh, TV shows and movies with the the haunted, uh, or I'm sorry, the... Uh, the secret doors and you know i watch a lot of old serials too and every serial it doesn't matter if it's a thriller a horror sci-fi drama they have secret you know hideouts with secret doorways and passages and you know th that was just huge during the the 30s 40s and even you know a little bit into the 50s too but i i've seen some you know more contemporary horror tv shows and movies and it seems like it's almost making a little bit of a comeback that yeah. you know, that these murderers and all that or, or monsters are using hidden you know passageways in order to you know to commit their crimes and all that yeah. so i'm wondering if it's making a little resurgence or or not or, or what's the deal well, with it i i hope not in the uh criminal way but um yeah. i'm gonna ask you joe uh, when you were just mentioned right now that what did joe discovered in england what are you guys talking about oh uh, you talking about the Three Stooges? Joe found for me um, when they oh, were in the haunted. Okay, I'm sorry. The show. That's right. That Joe. Yeah, the castle yeah. in Scotland. It was so yeah, cool. I got you. I got Jerry you. was looking yeah. for that for years. Yeah, they would <laughs> lay down in the bed and they'd pull a string and they'd go. The bed would move from one room through the wall to the other room. It was really wow. cool. just yeah, some really cool like, things. Yeah, it's like like hold that ghost in Ireland Costello where they have the gaming room where he pulls the. The what do you call it? the co hanger and the whole room can transforms into a game room. Oh, check that out. <laughs> that's hold that ghost. But you know what? In the 1920s, they had uh, prohibition. They had so people had to do that stuff. That's why the popularity of that. They had oh, to yeah. keep things hidden. You know, cellars were hidden. Yeah. Um, I know, Joe. Do you have any hidden spaces in your home, Joe? No, you know what? But I have been. I almost bought a house years ago. Um, it would have been maybe about eight years ago. A buddy of mine was selling it. It was it was um, one one of the bigger houses in our city, and he was selling it pretty cheap. He just had to let it go because his mom was sick and all that. But 
Um, it was a house I always wanted. It, it was beautiful. Well, there was hidden passageways in that house because the house was originally built, I believe, if memory serves me, like the 30s or 40s. And it was used as a mob house. There, you know, there was the mobsters that lived there. Oh, yeah. They had, there was passageways that led from the, the, the main floor um, fireplace that you could escape to into the basement. And then from in the basement, there was also escape tunnels and all that too, that would go out to like the sewers and all that stuff. Oh, and then on the second floor, I'm sorry, on the third floor, you could go into a closet and there was like a fake wall with the ladder that would take you straight down to the basement right next to that tunnel that would take you out to the sewers. Wow, that's wild. I'm guessing if they ever, you know, were getting, um, you know, raided or something by the (laughs) FBI, they could just, you know, escape out of there, hide out in the the tunnels. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's a good place to keep the the bodies, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, really. (laughs) How much did they sell the house for? Um, I think it ended up selling for 110. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me, Joe? But you know what? I looked at um a buddy of mine actually bought it, and um he said some of the tunnels there was like especially the one going out to the sewer is kind of caved in and all that, so you can't go all the way through. And there was something with the the doorway on the um the fireplace hinge where you couldn't open it no more. But I was like, man, you, you know, just get it fixed, man. So you could just run around the house playing in the tunnels. Oh, yeah. I don't know about, I don't know about code enforcement. If they look at her and say, hey, you know what? You got some bodies in there, buddy. We got yeah, really. to clean these out, you know, bring it up to code. <laughs> yeah. You know, if the situation was different at the time, I, I would have definitely uh, bought the house. But another buddy of mine, He's uh his family, he's an Italian guy, his family going back, you know, to the early 30s and all that were in the mob. <laughs> and there's a, a house in the city where they actually discovered, I think it was about 15 years ago, about a hundred thousand dollars stashed in there. Well that'll be nice to have that kind of luck, wouldn't it? And, and, well, what happened was is that the one house they were renovating the basement and found the tunnel that went to the next door house. Well, here, I guess, you know, after he did some investigating is that at the time, the, his family that lived in that house were friends with the neighbors and they had built an escape tunnel to go to the neighbor's house. (laughs) And as they were investigating the tunnel, they found a a bag with a hundred thousand dollars. And, you know, he knew that his family had been involved with the mob and all that. So he had turned it over uh, to the government and here this money was, you know, had been they had been actually looking for it. He actually pulled the uh, Freedom of Information request files and found out that his um, great grandfather was being investigated for you know all these thefts and all that. And they're thinking that this money was from it, but they actually let him keep. I think like ten thousand of it. Oh, I think percent that you're allowed to keep. And then um, he had to return the rest. I told him, I said, man, yeah, I wouldn't have said anything. I just I know, right? I said, what an yeah. idiot. <laughs> yeah. on vacation. If, if you notice, all this shady stuff always involves the Italians for some reason. Is that crazy? <laughs> yeah. But, well, you know, our, our area in Youngstown was was huge for the, the mafia, you know, in the, the 1900s, okay. especially early 1900s going into, you know, the late 80s and early 90s. And then it, it you know, died out. 
<laughs> you know, something you guys uh, you're bringing to the t- like you you remember that movie? I mean, I don't like him as an actor, but what's his name? This guy's name, the Italian guy that he does a lot of mafia films, Robert De Niro. Oh yeah, oh, Robert yeah. He did one not too long ago that he's like a retired mafia guy, and the wife and and daughter up in the in you know, a small town, and he's supposed to be nice, not involved anymore. And the wife is upstairs. He goes, uh, what are you doing in the place? You go, I'll be up there, honey. He's got a body inside the trunk. <laughs> that, that, that's so funny. It's a funny movie. It's actually pretty good, you know? Yeah. I tell you, there, there was another uh, cool show, and it was not to deal with the mafia, but more of the cemetery. But it did deal oh. with like kind of like organized crime. Uh-huh. And it was on um, it was on the streaming service uh, Peacock. And it was, um, I think it was called The Secret Key. It was by Dan Brown. It was based off his novels. But what it was is that he was, uh, Dan Brown's main character was looking for um, clues to this mystery and all that that involved secret societies and everything. And Mm. um, it took him to the cemetery. So he was trying to get into this mausoleum to find, um, find some clues. And here, the priest that was in charge of the, the whole cemetery him and there was like a few other guys well they were part of this secret society that they kept like watch over the cemetery where like these clues and all that were hidden so i as i'm watching i'm wondering like you know you go to some of these old cemeteries you gotta wonder you know what's you know what's buried in there is there you, you know you know, because you always see, you know, ancient Egypt, these people were buried with their stuff. But in these mausoleums, you know, you, I kind of wonder, were these guys buried with, you know, any of their possessions or anything like that? Or, you know, oh, yeah. and what kind of crime about some of these people, you know, buried in there? And is, is there any, you know, secret society watching over, mm-hmm. you know, maybe somebody of importance in one of these high level cemeteries, you know, where some old politician or something is buried? Oh, you know, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> It is interesting. And it it kind of makes you wonder, you know, what, I mean, like, you know, there must be some really bad people buried too, you know, you know what I mean? Like, not everybody's good, you know what I mean? So Yeah, you wonder what their story is. Yeah, it makes you wonder. What kind of secrets are buried with them? And and is there anybody out there protecting those secrets so they don't get out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. concept. Yeah. Hey, they say, Joe, you, you know what? The one of the first couple words that uh, the, uh, the young Italian guy knows, you know, learns from his family is, uh, yeah, I get in the trunk. Oh. <laughs> That's like the first words they pick up, you know? Uh-huh. Is that what was taught to you, Chuck? Yeah. You? <laughs> yeah. I hear my grandfather always say, get in the trunk. Get in the trunk. <laughs> and we did, huh? And I did, yeah, goofy uh-huh. kid. <laughs> do, you, do you guys remember back? Well, Chuck, you remember when they had the station wagons that they had the seat in the trunk? Oh, those oh, were yeah. neat. Yeah, I used to oh, love to ride the back seat. You know, those were wanted- cool. I know. That was facing, cool. facing the people behind you and you know making funny faces at them. Exactly. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. My family had that car. Oh, those were neat. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's people. Fun. People thought I was there's something wrong with me. I'd make well, faces. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is, there is, too. Yeah, they were, they were right. Well, uh, the best part. Little do they know how right they were. <laughs> no, no, check this out, Joe. Recently, Chuck just did a podcast. I thought it was so funny. He didn't realize that he was being filmed live, and he acted normal. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, because I was under I was under the impression it's going to be a, <laughs> a, a verbal podcast, and then at the end they wanted me to demonstrate some adverting stuff. So I sat there for like 
close to 50 minutes completely. You are such a good guy. Yeah, completely normal. You know, because when I, yeah, because like when I get bored, I do make faces and stuff. Thinking, oh no, I saw oh my god. I went back and watched it. I saw. Thank God, I didn't make any faces. Like, what the heck? Is this guy just sitting there. Is he okay? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Or I just dropped my head and I just say, yeah, yeah, you know, I just, you know, oh, you know pretty much like I'm doing now. But uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah, you were actually pretty, you know, I, I, I thought it was funny when you told me you didn't know you were being aired, you know? Yeah. Right. Really, really good. But that, <laughs> that's one thing in the future that anytime they say podcast, podcast doesn't especially mean a radio. It could be television. You know? Yeah, that's, that's true. Right. You got to find out, man, because that could make or, make or break you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Joe, Joe wearing his X-ray glasses and and making faces and all stuff. He's being recorded. Quack, 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 quack yeah, noises. crazy noises. Yeah, 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 making crazy noises. Yeah, well, yeah, hey, we, you, know, we are pranksters. you know, we're we're all pranksters, and uh, we wouldn't be on this uh, king of novelties. Yeah, right? we wouldn't be on this novelty. Uh, podcast you know, you know what, Chuck, what, good thing when you're on top of that mausoleum looking down in that cemetery because what if you would have heard where in the site in stupid comic site has that little quack quack thing you got where oh i'm definitely know? not telling you man that's my <laughs> secret <laughs> <laughs> Only you you have to go on your own adventure and find it like I did. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I actually sent out to Sky from uh the stupid comics something uh yesterday, a package, and one went out to you and one to Chuck as well. So be in the lookout, Joe. Ooh, right. inside that goes. <laughs> I was gonna say, press this button, and then the gas is gonna come up. I wake up three days later, going, "What the heck?" Have you guys notice how many the uh, April Fool's uh, video went up? The special edition, not the one. Uh, you notice it's been getting pretty good reviews, man. And, and I'm kind of happy about that because um, the channel's also it's getting good. Uh, we've been going up pretty much lately. Great. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, can you look at it, Joe? What are we not in subscription? Uh, let me check real quick here. Let me pull it up. On I, my I was looking last computer. night and it had over 230 something views for this April Fool's Day. So I thought that was cool. Let's see. We are currently at 1.23 thousand subscribers. So what's that? 1,230, something like that, maybe? Yeah. 230, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm that's... guessing something like that. Yeah, let's see what the April. I don't know if I can find the April Fool's one. Uh, just hit quick. when it says my uh, hit the channel, then in the top just hit videos and it'll bring it down because yeah, we, our channels way. our channel is made with a lot of playlists. Like Chuck's Corner is a playlist, uh, Crypts of Classics is a play- playlist. You know, so if you see it, the April Fool's one, I think it's the one that has like a, a mystery hand or something showing a card. A mystery hand. It's, it says something April Fool's. It looks like a, like a crypt of some. April Fools. It'll say. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I think it's a zombie hand. A zombie is hand. A zombie hand. <laughs> I don't know. Just... Oh, here it is. April Fools. No, it's a guy on there holding his head, screaming. It's got a little <laughs> over four thousand views. Wow. Wow. Really? What? Yeah. I didn't know wow. that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The one that has two hundred then is the one that uh, Chuck is the one for Chuck's corner. April Fools. That has the magic card or something on it. 
How many have like two hundred and thirty some views? On which one? The other one, the one that the Chuck, the out for that. That's really cool, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Chuck, the Chuck's Corner April Fools has two hundred and eighty-eight. That's what the person. Wow. Yeah. So that, that. Yeah, the April Fools special uh, has four point one thousand. Wow. wow. Some, somebody's been sharing that. Wow. That's nice. Yeah, but, but, the thing, but, but the the thing is, Chuck, that also notice that Chuck's Corner has done better than the others too. You see? Yeah, that one up there. That's. I think the highest Chuck's Corner so far is the April Fool's one. Wow. That's good. I tell you what, magic seems to be quite the hobby. I'll tell you. <laughs> well, yeah. you know what it is, too, that I noticed, too, because I, I did the thumbnails to look like, you know, some horror event. Yeah. So that's yeah. why. And people like jokes and stuff like that. So probably that's what did it. Yeah. I love that's... the graphics that, that Eddie puts on there. The video... He made for the magic kit. That was one of the coolest videos. That was really that neat. was really good. Oh, really well goodness, done. That was cool. And I love when Joe makes that face on that box. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That face is unique. That face hey, is fine. That's fine. That's just my normal face, Sherry. Fine. <laughs> you you know what's funny. so funny? I'm not um, making anything. That's how I am. <laughs> you you want to hear something? <laughs> that's your normal. You know, yeah, something? Yeah. normal. Yesterday, I submitted to. Uh, we have. Uh, we've been accepted with merch by Amazon. We can sell T-shirts on Amazon, right? So I, I was submitting my first T-shirt, and I submit. I made uh, this thing where it has like a, a that's covered with a sheet, and the the sheet goes all the way to, as a backdrop and everything. And then I put on top of this mysterious looking table. Uh, you it kind of looks like the head of a ghost, but the whole thing looks like a sheet. The whole thing, and I put on the on the top of it. The House of the Unusual podcast uh, logo with the little orange thing. And then I put on the left side the question, afraid of the dark, question mark. Oh, wow. And, and then I put on the right side, don't worry, it's only a podcast. That's and neat. And for some reason, Amazon now rejected the, uh, the, the thing. Why? Like, rejecting that. That's my, I think the thing is some trademark. It's I own the trademark. Like, what the heck? Wow. That's I'm a shame. To, what Amazon has to tell me of the reason for rejection that because I, I don't understand why they would even reject something that cool, you know? That sounds I know that really, sounds really cool. Really, I want one. Yeah. <laughs> and the best part is I put like, you know, the shining, you know how you can see like in a mirror in a window, you yeah. see a shadow of two hands touching the window and everything's white. I yeah. put that over and post that under the table. So it looked like there was something underneath the table. It oh, came out pretty cool. good, man. I, I just don't understand why the heck it rejected it. I mean, that that's to me. Amazon sometimes to be stupid. I mean, I, I'm going to try the one with Joe's face tonight and see what happens, you know, like, um, mm. but I, I wanted to see, because see the thing with merch by Amazon is that if, if one of those t-shirts takes off and, and, and the thing is when you, you list any type of artwork and you submit it by merch by Amazon, you're allowed to do one the first day, two like the second day and, and you up to 10 after one week. And you go up the tiers of how much products you can list. But the problem with that, it comes out in Amazon search engine worldwide. Meaning you could sell one t-shirt, could sell one million shirts, you know? Whoa. And and that's why it's it's kind of like important to get on there. But um, it wow. took me almost, I got qualified for it. Uh, I think it was last September, this September that passed. And I've tried to submit a million times and the requirements are so hard to reach. I mean, hmm. like the the image and all this stuff that I finally learned how to do it yesterday, and all of a sudden they rejected. I'm like, 
They should have rejected that, you know? Well, yeah. you, have, you know what? Find out the reason. Maybe you can rectify. Uh, maybe you can modify something. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. I think it'll be funny if I upload uh, Joe's face on it and it sells one million shirts. And then Joe's that would face be awesome. The country. And every, everybody's walking around my face on their shirt. That would be, <laughs> I know. That would be, that would be amazing. Be hey, you know what? Wow. We're, we're dropping down to about four minutes here. So before we uh, wrap things up with our uh, our final thoughts and all that, I want to give a shout out to a few of our friends out there and a uh, thank you to all of our listeners who tune in every week, or even if this is your first time, we, we hope to keep you on board and thank you for joining us once again. You can find us on any of your favorite uh, platforms. Uh, subscribe to us. Give us a good review if you so choose, because it definitely helps. Check us out on YouTube, House of the Unusual. Tons of videos up there. You can find that April Fool's video we were uh, talking about. Uh, Eddie and Chuck post stuff every week, so there's always new content up there. Also, find us on our flagship site, houseoftheunusual.com. We have a free forum site to join there, so check us out. And Guys, Scary Monsters number 126 is up for pre-order right now. I have a excellent article in there on some monsters of J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, they are running a sale right now if you pre-order at mymoviemonsters.com. Sale price of $12.99. The price for the regular issues has gone up just like you know everything else in this world has gone up. But you're still getting over 146 fantastic photo-filled pages with tons of uh, fun and information so don't miss out on that also check out our buddy over at stupidcomicsmagazine.com uh, our buddy todd over at c-monkeys.com uh, dave haversat uh, he's got a great website at 1878press.com tons of great books over there and um you know definitely come visit us at, at any of our sites. subscribe to our channels Give us some good reviews because that, that always helps us. And, um, yeah, hey, just thanks for being here. So, Chuck and Cherry, we got uh, about two minutes here. So, if you guys want to take a few seconds and just give some some final thoughts or some final words. Right. Sure. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's always a pleasure. And uh, thank you to the listening audience out there for making us such a great success. Keep sharing and and uh, subscribe. And, uh, Sherry, what do you want to Yeah, thank you for listening, and thank you for um, letting me be a part of this House of the Unusual podcast. I enjoy being with you guys. Um, so have a blessed week. Oh, thank you, guys. And we enjoy you, both of you guys here, you know, every week and uh, hopefully many more weeks to come. Eddie, go ahead. What do you got, brother? Well, what I got to say is, and this is a very important thing, a lot of people say, you know, if they hear a podcast, a lot of times they're going to hear wobbles and different things because we use regular microphones. We use regular uh, telephones to do this. And the reason we do this is because we want to reach everybody. We're not going to be getting into the expensive equipment stuff like I did in the beginning just to get a podcast out there with great sound quality when we want content. We're not thinking. We're thinking about everybody out there that could be on. And this is why we ask people and we tell you, if you don't have the ability, you don't have a microphone, you don't have, you can use your phone. We're here to discuss fun-like topics. We're not here to get the best quality. We want to put content, and that's what makes us different. We're right. out there to make sure that we can all have fun at every affordable level. So having said that, God bless everybody. I'm done. Yep. And next time I'll try to pick a place that doesn't have an airport next five because <laughs> yeah, I had you a helicopter really just recently, man. And I'm like, are you kidding me? 
Yeah, we're we're like Renegade Radio, man. We just we get it out anyway, anyhow, and it's all mm-hmm. about information and and having fun with our friends and you know hopefully talking to new people out there. So like he said, don't be afraid. You know, drop us a line if you want to be on and you right. want to just talk about you know, hey, whatever, because that's pretty much all we do is we talk about whatever, whatever interests okay. us, whatever's fun and exciting. It's like the old-fashioned. It's like the old-fashioned pirate radios, where somebody would take a ship, go out beyond the uh, American United States border, whatever, and start transmitting. That's all we got. Yeah. All right, guys. That's all we got for the night. So thanks everybody for joining us, and good night. All right. God bless. Bye bye.